Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste. So let's, uh, let's look at a couple of maps and models of reality that I think can help us to understand all of this and why it is so important to transform our consciousness. Let's begin by using the, uh, the image of a dream. When you have a dream, uh, someone is sending that dream to you. An intelligence is creating that dream. It doesn't happen by accident. It's not random. And those who have studied dreams, and there are many today who are again studying dreams. Freud was again the, the first one in the, uh, the modern Western uh, academic lineage to take dreams seriously again. But if you go back to biblical times, dream interpretation was always a part of uh, becoming a spiritual guide or a shaman. And dream interpretation is present as a, a practice and a form of knowledge in all of the esoteric spiritual traditions. But today you have psychologists who, who do not study dreams. They don't know anything about them. And they believe what they're told, which is that it's just garbage in, garbage out. They have no meaning. Uh, or it's just the residue of daytime images and forget about it, it's not important, etc. But they are indeed important, they are messages. They come from different levels of the unconscious. Not all dreams come from the same level of the spectrum of consciousness. But they are messages that will give you warnings of things that are wrong in your unconscious, that can create problems in your life in the future. Uh, premonitions and precognitions of things that will actually happen uh, and they can tell you about the next step in your spiritual development to higher stages of consciousness these are what Jung called archetypal dreams that are coming from a higher level of being not just from the soul but from the Holy Spirit that is guiding you to uh, transcend the ego and there are hell realm dreams, anxiety dreams, dreams that are telling you that there are some very dangerous uh, forces within your unconscious that must be dealt with immediately and, and put the red light on so you, you cannot forget it when you wake up and it stays with you. Uh, those are to be taken very seriously and to be worked on with a spiritual guide. And this was something that was taken for granted that everybody would know in the earlier cultures, but now, uh, you know, people take a pill to forget about it and go on. But uh, you're putting a Band-Aid over a situation that then will create a worse uh, karmic backlash if you don't deal with it directly. So it's important when we understand the dream to recognize that we have the, uh, let's say, the source uh, intelligence that is uh, sending the dream. Then we have uh, the, the dream transmission itself.
let's put gene transmission information. Because the manifest dream that you remember when you wake up is not actually the dream you had. In the same way that the Matrix, uh, if you've all seen that movie, I'm sure, uh, seems to be a world that is inhabited, but actually it's just ones and zeros. It's not a real world at all. If you get to the source code, you recognize that it's, it's a completely fictional structure of logic. And, uh, and, and that, in effect, is what the dream world is. It's a structure of information, but again, we're receiving it in the form of images that, that provide uh, the, the, the sense of being in a world, world information. Uh, there is the, uh, the sensory or mental in information that you get. There are actually communications that happen in the dream. And there is a linear narrative, usually, or even a non-linear narrative. And then there is the symbolic or the psychic information that you usually only come to understand once you wake up from the dream. So then you have the, uh, the dreamy who, who wakes up and remembers the dream. Now, the dream contains... Uh, usually a sense of yourself as being an actor or a character in the dream. But the character who is in the dream is not the same one who wakes up from the dream and says, wow, what a dream that was, right? There are two different senses of self. And both of them are different from the source intelligence that created the dream. But the real point of the dream is for the dreamer, the dreamy, who wakes up from the dream and interprets it accurately, which will enable the dreamy then to realize the truth that the one who wakes up is not the one who was in the dream, but this one. You are, in fact, the intelligence that sent you the dream in the first place in order to awaken you to realize who you really are. So the dream is a message from your unknown self to your known self to tell you that your known self is actually a false self and that you are a different self. And it's telling you that there is an even worse unconscious self that is running your life that you don't know about that is going to get you in a lot of trouble if you don't uh, purify that unconscious sensor that we talked about last night and the, or the unconscious fantasies that will get acted out in the dream, but that also are having an effect in contaminating your waking life. So that's why you could say that the dream is a message from God, if you will, or a message from your real self. And it's trying to help you to become your real self. And so this is a, a, a kind of a cycle that we call the Atmanological cycle. It's analogous to the hydrological cycle. The hydrological cycle, you have the ocean, there is uh, a, a, uh, an evaporation of the water, uh, the water vapor becomes clouds, uh, the clouds pour down on the mountains, and, and then they pour down through various streams and they uh, end up uh, as a river, and then that river again uh, will return to the ocean. In the same way that uh, water goes through this hydrological cycle, we go through the same thing. We do it in a circadian rhythm of every day, 
and we go through it in our life, and we go through it in a whole cycle of lives throughout a whole historical epoch and through the entire uh, history of, uh, of our world. And so we are going through that cycle now at a moment in which we are, as a collectivity, as a consciousness on planet Earth, awakening to our real intelligence. That's really the historical significance of this moment in time, where there is a collapse of the world conditions that enabled us to remain asleep, and we must now awaken to our full potential if we are going to solve the problems that we face that can no longer be solved from within the false ego identity, which is inadequate to the challenge. So we either give up and become nihilists and say it's hopeless, or we rise to the challenge by awakening. And by awakening, we reach a level of intelligence far greater than the intelligence of the ego that is blind to its own unconscious and to the fact that it is in a dream. So the yogis say that the world is the equivalent of a dream. And the world is presented to you by an unknown god in order for you to realize that you are a part of that unknown god and return to god consciousness and then have the power to change the world in a positive way, to literally redream the world. And this is that moment where that potential can be actualized. So th this is a, a moment of history that has been prophesied by all the religions that we would reach this point. They have all said that at, at, at that point. Uh, they mythologize that it's the second coming of Jesus or the coming of Kalki or the coming of the final Imam or the, the coming of uh, uh, whatever in every religion that has an equivalent of that uh, ultimate revelation of the truth of our being and the awakening from the dream into the reality of God consciousness. So that is our imperative at this moment, uh, to awaken or face extinction and possibly uh, face Earth becoming a dead planet due to our own misbehavior and our opening the Pandora's box of radioactivity and pollution and destruction of our sacred nature because we have uh, preferred to worship money uh, than to worship the true wealth of reality that God has given us. And uh, that is destroying us. It is those very uh, vices of greed and of the arrogance of the ego, the belief that one is a master over nature and that we are not part of a much larger ecosystem and that we are not subservient to the intelligence of God, all of those things, the hubris of the modern ego is causing its own self-destruction. And so in order to get out of that, it requires the humility and the, the will to silence the ego and rediscover the still small voice of God within your heart that will guide you to that higher consciousness that can literally bring salvation from the condition of damnation that our planet is now suffering under. And because <clears throat> there is a, um, a movement of uh, collective consciousness that affects the whole planet, the whole global human species uh, simultaneously, that leads to all of the epical shifts in, uh, in, in consciousness, in, in the rise and fall of civilizations. 
which historians have documented from Toynbee and uh, others who the decline of the West and, and all of those other uh, you know, great uh, historical studies. Uh, every civilization has a lifespan. It is born through a pure signal of a new coherent understanding. It, it flourishes because of that and of its, um, its uh, uh, being centered around the I amness and then people gradually lose it and they start spending the, the wealth that they've created. They reach a point then of decline and then of death and then a new civilization arises. And so we have seen this happen with the Greeks, the Roman Empire, the Scythians, the ancient Chinese, all of them have gone through these various uh, rises and falls. And, uh, and now we're in the unprecedented situation of the entire planet at the same moment falling into a state of collapse without there being any sign of a rise of a new civilization anywhere. And so the rise uh, must happen, and it is happening, but it's not happening in a typical way. It's happening through sprouts of grassroots uh, awakenings of consciousness at various points of the uh, globe that will create a very subtle grid of a new consciousness that will finally establish itself at the moment when the breakdown of the mainstream consciousness uh, falls to a certain level and the signal of the new consciousness overcomes the noise of the chaos of the dying civilization. And so we're going through that shift very subtly, but the, the consciousness and the energy of the new uh, is happening in such a subtle way that it's below the radar screen which is part of the intentionality of it so that it won't be destroyed before it can grow into a sufficient amount of strength and uh, it will gradually then supplant uh, the old dying civilization and allow a new one to be born in its ruins and to use the old as the fertilizer for the new. And this will bring about an entirely different world order not the one that uh, they talk about now, but one that will be truly based on divine order. And there will be a new language. It won't be English. Uh, sorry, gringos. Uh, <laughs> this is not your empire anymore. And uh, it won't be uh, any of the languages we have today, but a language that is appropriate to the higher consciousness that we will have ascended to. <clears throat> so the... Uh, this civilization will also be able to be attuned uh, telepathically to one another so that the verbal language is secondary in its importance and there will be a heart connection with everyone and so therefore there won't be any need for money, there won't be any need for that kind of exchange that is used when people are at arm's length and they don't trust one another and they hire lawyers for all kinds of contracts with small print uh, because uh, they, they worry about people not keeping their promises. And all of that will no longer be required in a civilization based on truth and of love and of uh, the real self. But, to, but it's, right now it's very easy to be cynical about all of that and to say, no, it could never happen, that's utopian, they've talked about this for a long time and things have gotten worse and worse, and yes, that's correct. But they really can't get much worse than this. Uh, <laughs> we have hit bottom. And uh, it's, a, it's a question of, of do or die. 
And it's important to consider with a very open mind the possibility of higher consciousness than anything you've been taught about in school that is possible to us, but which the yogis and the saints and sages of every tradition have proven is a reality if you're willing to do the inner work of self-purification and transformation to reach the true self. So that's what we are dedicated to doing here and, and doing it as a scientific experiment to discover if it is possible, not to decide in advance and not simply to believe it is and then just leave it like that and hope some Messiah will come and do the work for us. No, we have to do it. We have to be the ones that we're waiting for and, and make it happen through our own self-transformation. And once we take that on and make a commitment to it, then we will realize that we are being guided and the energy is there. But we have to go first. We have to say, yes, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to dedicate myself uh, to being the, 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 the true self and, and living in the light, not in the darkness, not in the lies, not in the self-deception. And then you will receive the, the power to be able to overcome the temptations and the negativity and the cynicism and be able to be victorious over the illusions of the ego. But it is work at the beginning in phase one. And as I say, in the second phase and the third phase, it becomes much easier when grace takes over and uh, the flow of the energy uh, becomes that of God. But you have to open the channel to allow that energy of God to flow through you. That's using our free will. It, it won't happen without our choice because God gave us the free will to say yes or no uh, to God. And uh, we've been saying no thanks to God for a long time now, and the result is chaos and destruction of our environment. So it's time to say yes and discover what is really possible. And to, to not preconceive that there are no solutions to the world's problems, because there are, but they require an intelligence level sufficient to realize those solutions. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti podcast. For more information on programs and retreats, click on the calendar section of our website, www.satyoga.org. Our work is made possible by the generous support of our listeners, viewers, and members. To make a donation, please visit the donate page of our website, we thank you for your support in our mission to share this timeless wisdom with the world. Namaste.